Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. There's certainly people are travelling, Jade. They're going everywhere at the moment. And How's that? $7.1 billion yeah. over that. It's, that it's such a weekend. big industry. That's well, you know, over over one of the years of COVID, I think it was the first year, we lost $4.63 trillion US dollars worldwide, lost uh, mm. 70 million jobs. So it is a huge industry. It employs, uh, Jade, probably one in nine people in the workforce. And so it is a big industry, you know, and, and all the things attached to it. It's not just, you know, the tourist hotel or the, you know, centre or whatever. Mm. It's all the things that feed into it, whether it's the food supplies, whatever. And so when we saw the first cruise ship come back in yesterday into the Sydney Heads, you know, they said it's a $5 billion industry that's that's spent on goods in Australia and staffing and everything else for uh, the ships coming in. So over well, the t- I always think of, you know, places like Handorf where, you know, they, they rely, you know, that... A whole strip that's made up of absolutely, cafes and absolutely. little trinket shops you know, and chocolate And you think stores. of all the places in Kangaroo Island and, and elsewhere, Eden, every port that, uh, you know, is in that. But like you say, every shop, every every uh, tourist attraction is relying on. And I think, you know, we're still going to suffer a little while for Australia to be come back in as, as getting that market share that it had before pre-COVID because we really locked everyone out for two years. And so it's yeah, a lot longer than most of the reputation. other places we've got to shake that reputation but I think uh, a lot of Australians discovered Australia during this time so I think we're going to see the the, the tourist international dollar be be still being held up a little bit by the domestic dollar being spent in Australia for people who don't want to travel internationally anymore or have may reach the stage well I've checked off my bucket list now I'm going to go and see Broome and I'm going to see the Kimberleys or I'm going to Tassie Tassie just still is number one destination for a lot of people getting up and going because of the direct flights and also what Tassie offers. Queensland is always going to be uh, a big winner because it just has so many attractions there. Mm. Um, but WA, again, now that the borders are open, so really Australia is open to everybody. And, uh, you know, I, on Sunday, I think it was Sunday morning, I don't think I ever heard so many flights leave Adelaide in that first hour because normally I can set my clock by the first flight goes out about nine minutes past six. So yeah. And then you hear one after the other and I keep thinking, well, there's two to Sydney, two to Melbourne, two to Brisbane, <laughs> and, and, I, and I know where they're going, so, so it was full on. <laughs> Do you think that other states, you know, sitting doing their little travel show would be talking about South Australia Absolutely. in the I, I think I think we. I, I think there was a lot of New South Wales, uh, sorry, a lot of Victorians, more probably Victorians than New South Wales, that were over here for the long weekend for Easter, and also I think with school holidays, they're going to be over here as well. So I think South Australia, and I heard from one of the guys in SA Tourism today saying that they're seeing record numbers in South Australia. Uh, the hotels in, in in Adelaide have been, you know, really good occupancy right throughout. Oh, and so so I think the momentum is building. But I think because we had such a good reputation over the two years of mm. being very, you know, uh, really well, safe and, and open, yeah, mm. and free, uh, and the fact that we could move around, we weren't in lockdown, you know, we had a couple of small lockdowns, you know. So, yeah, I think, it's, I think we're going to do well in South Australia. I think the tourist operators are... Uh, are very happy about the numbers coming in. You touched on the ships that we saw yesterday docking in Sydney Harbour. When will we see those images here? 
Right, uh, October, November is okay. when we'll see them in South Australia. The planning is for, uh, you know, P&O to come down here, then Princess will be coming down, and then all the rest of the ships. So it's, it's October, which is normally the season when they come down, Jade. See, it's, the ship's gone back into Sydney, but it's winter over there. It's, we're going into winter, so really they're only going to go north or out to the South Pacific. So for the next three months of winter, uh, they'll be hitting autumn, uh, winter, they'll be heading sort of north to Queensland and to other destinations. So we won't see them in South Australia waters the Kimberleys is opening up now as we as we speak and the other good news is now that you can when you're overseas coming back to Australia you don't need to do a pre-departure PCR test before you come back on the plane but when you get into Adelaide particularly Adelaide you've got to do a rat test within 24 hours and if that's positive then you've got to do a PCR test and if that's positive well then you're in lockdown for seven days at home so with with COVID and we've had some cases of that happening so so really it's got very easy now because people are worrying about when they're overseas well, where do I go and get a PCR test if I'm in London or you know, in, right, in, uh, you know Europe or whatever so they're about to come in and then they'll be tested when they come in so and we're just waiting now on Air New Zealand to announce their flights back into New Zealand because New Zealand's opened up without any quarantine periods now mm-hmm. but again Jade the big message is make sure you're double vaccinated if you're going to be travelling I've got a message here from Stephen hi Jade and Phil uh, it seems that United States States is about to remove mandatory mask wearing on aircraft during flights. Do you think that our carriers like Qantas, Virgin and Air New Zealand will decide to follow suit? They may follow, but not at the moment. No, they haven't made that decision at the moment. But to, So, yeah, that may happen in, with time and get uniformly right throughout, but not at the moment. You require the, the masking at the airports now and the whole time of the flight, unless you're having a meal or having a drink. We've got a special guest who is we on do. the line. Let's welcome Brian McLaughlin, who is the General Manager of Operations for Outback Spirit Tours. And, Phil, you have handed me one of the most stunning brochures of the Outback. Of course, we're talking Aussie Outback and so many things to do. This is an exciting Uh, chat. And and they are just an exciting company. So, Brian, welcome, Brian. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Brian, can you tell our listeners and ourselves all about what Outback Spirit is all about? Because uh, I've got your 2023 brochure in front of me and I've just given Jade uh, a little outline of some of the tours you do, but also some of the scenery that uh, people can see. So I'd love you to tell our listeners all about Outback Spirit. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Um, We operate... Uh, Australia-wide, so uh, from Adelaide, South Australia, we do Kangaroo Island, uh, we go up into the Flinders, um, up the Birdsville track, um, we're doing Lake Eyre at the moment, as we spoke about last time I was on, um, we do Central Australia off the GAN with the Red Centre program, we um, we do the top end, um, we've got our four lodges that we own in, uh, in Arnhem Land. And um, we also operate in Cape York. Um, we do a, a tour from Darwin to Cairns through the Leichhardt country. Um, we also have a camp in um, in the Northern Territory at Pungalina, which is on the um, on the Calvert River um, in there on Seven Spirit and uh, Seven Emus and the Pungalina camp there. Brian, also, that's quite um, amazing. Arnhem yep. Land and Pungalina, that is sacred territory. That's uh, w- What's involved in those tours? Uh, in Arnhem Land, um, we, we start our journey in Gove. Um, we visit Yukala. We do a welcome to country ceremony in Gove. 
Mm -hmm. uh, then we travel across to um, the area where the movie Ten Canoes um, yes. was filmed, um, which is on the Arafura um, Swamp. Um, we've got a camp there at Mawangi. Um, then a few years back, we purchased the Barramundi Safari Lodge, um, which is a fishing lodge, basically, but we totally revamped, put 12 cabins in. Uh, and then we go into um, in the Manangrida and we go out on the water there. Uh, the opportunity to, to, to throw a line, wet a line there. Um, across to Mount Borrowdale, um, which is probably some of the best uh, artwork that I've seen in Australia um, in Mount Borrowdale itself. Mm -hmm. um, then we go up to Black Point um, on the Coburg Peninsula and we go by boat across to our spectacular Seven Spirit Bay Lodge. So it's, uh, it's very informative and uh, we, we are one of uh, the only tour companies, or well, the major tour companies, uh, that are allowed to operate throughout, um, throughout Arnhem Land. So it's, uh, it's pretty special. Brian, tell us, uh, travelling with Outback Spirit, you know, the sort of, sort of, you know, I get frightened sometimes thinking, oh, Outback, uh, you know, rugged, whatever, in terms of the scenery. But what about the way of travelling? Because, you know, a lot of our listeners liked a little bit of comfort. I know I was taking my wife and said, I'm going to go to the Outback. She wanted to know she's got a bit of comfort. Can you tell us a little bit about I that? think you're speaking for yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't I, bugger I that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want a tent. I don't want a swag. Give me five-side glamping. <laughs> Yeah, well, our uh, our camps are definitely uh, the best that we that you can get in the areas. The uh, the lodges are, are set up. Um, the new brochure that you were talking about there, Phil, has got our camp. That's actually at the Mitchell Plateau at Nawadu. Um, we've just done an expansion there, but they've they've got beautiful, comfy beds, uh, hot water um, for showering, and um, then we've got. The, um, the chef on hand to, to cook up a, a magnificent meal at the end of the day um, and then a lovely gourmet breakfast before you head off. Um, you've won me, day, Brian. You've got me. A bit long, but, yeah. <laughs> no, you've won me. Brian, well, go talk, on. Yeah, I'd just love to know about the food because when you're going into these sorts of areas, as we know, Indigenous Australians can, you know, they, they find beautiful food from all sources. Do you do you use that kind of cooking? Like, you know, the, the insects and a, natural... Yeah. We do use some um, indigenous ingredients, mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, we, we don't sort of have uh, kangaroo tail on the fire or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do use uh, some of the bush ingredients um, are incorporated into some of the meals um, on the way around. So, yeah. Brian, if I said to you, tell me your top three of these destinations because you've got such a cross-section. I mean, you just told us you really covered nearly the whole of Australia and I'm looking at your map now for 2023 and see all the destinations you cover. But if I said your top three that uh, people just want to do or you see every year that you've experienced as an operations manager, what would be your top three destinations you refer clients to to say you must do this or you must do that? Um, look, the Kimberley is, is probably one that people will come and do their first Outback Spirit Tour with us, um, and then they'll generally go on to something different like a, a Cape York or an Arnhem Land, um, but the Kimberley is, is generally one that people will have on a bucket list yep. and want to tick off. It's so they uh, they tick that off, and then they go, right, oh, where to next? So, um, you know, we, we have about 60% of our business is, is return and repeat customers. Yep which is, uh, is very high within the industry. And we, um, we pride ourselves on that. Obviously, our, uh, you know, our drivers, guides and, and, our, and our camps and lodges 
So it's. Um, I, th- I think that's the, that's what we hear a lot of, Brian. Is your, your your drivers and your guides, their knowledge, their local knowledge, which which no one can get other than having done it so many times. Yeah. And that's what I think when people miss out. Sometimes when they try and do it on their own, they just miss out on the those little things that just make your trips feel. Say, while I'm looking at here at uh, art that's based over you know a million years ago, sort of thing, you know, and and to get the history of that, how that evolved Maybe. and. and yeah, the meaning behind it and all that. Those are some of the things that I think you, you miss out when you're when you're trying to do it on your own. But when you've got these guys who have been doing it year after year, and their knowledge is is just unbelievable, Brian. I think that's one of the big selling points, isn't it? Oh, 100 percent. It's um, you know we 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 uh, we go all out to uh, to get experienced people, um, which is is proving to be a bit more of a challenge <laughs> as the years progress. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we you know, we do pride ourselves. We've we've got um, one of our guys, Paul, that works up in the Kimberley for us. Um, and he's been a personal friend of mine for, for oh, probably fifteen years, and he's worked for us. Um, I was in Brisbane with him doing some inductions last week, and you now this is his eleventh um, touring season with us in the Kimberley. So you know, his knowledge is uh, is immense. And yeah, he's he's no, a pleasure to, to travel with. So now, um, Brian, I'm not a uh, elite athlete by any means, but so what kind of fitness level do you need to be to to jump on tour? Uh, depending on which tours that we're doing, um, some of them are a, a little bit less strenuous than others. Mm-hmm. Um, each of them in their own um, areas will have. Um, maybe a challenging walk. The Kimberley, um, we've got Bell Gorge, which can be a challenging walk. Um, you need a medium level of fitness. Same with the Mitchell Plateau walk. Um, we, we, we walk into the to the falls, um, and then we um, we chop her out. We get on a helicopter and come out. But um, you know, it's about a four and a half k walk. Um, the um, if you're in Central Australia, we go to Kings Canyon. That's probably the the most strenuous walk that we would do on any of our tours, mm-hmm. um, because obviously we've got to get up to the the top of the rim walk and. Uh, um, you know that, that that climb there for anybody that's been would uh, they would know that it's, it's it's not easy. But for those that aren't um, that fit, they can uh, they can jump on a helicopter there, or they can do the creek walk that goes up um, through the creek at Kings Canyon. So yeah. you still get to experience it, but without the uh, the strenuous uh, climbs. So. Sounds like a good alternative to me. <laughs> Jay, one of the things, even with the people going to Europe and other places and doing tours, I say to them, you've got to start doing a little bit of fitness before you go to get the maximum enjoyment out of so because you are going to do more walking than you do at home unless you are, are a professional walker every day sort of thing or no, someone advice. who does that. And I always say, you know, it just helps you to sort of take it in because you don't want to miss out. And I think it's the same with this. Um, uh, Brian, we've got to finish up with time, but but uh, one of the things I want to ask you is twenty to still open for reservations in terms of getting on, say, the Kimberleys or uh, Cape York or Armaland, or is now 23 the big year to uh, look and book ahead? Um, we still have some uh, some late bookings in the Kimberley, uh, Cape York and, and Arnhem Land. Yep. Um, we've been seeing a few people that have still a bit unsure whether they want to travel this year or not. Yes. Um, so... If you uh, if you get in contact with uh, with us, we can we can tell you what what dates and, and such that we have available. 
but um, you know, 23, I think, is, is going to be the, the year when we're going to all be back at, uh, at full capacity and um, staffing at, at properties uh, around the place will probably make life a bit easier. But, you know, we're, we're open for business now and, uh, yeah, we, we hope 22 is a, is a bumper year. So. Right. Brian, thanks for coming on. And as I said, if people listening want to see and more about the Australian Outback Adventures, we've got the new brochures, uh, Jade, uh, mm-hmm. something like 230 pages. And it's it's like a, you know, it's just a beautiful... Oh, the pictures are absolutely Yeah, a, of the whole of Australia, the places you can come and see uh, and do it in style with Outback, uh, uh, you know, Outback so um, mm-hmm. spirit. Yep. So, Great. Brian, I just want to say thank you for coming on and uh, I'm looking forward one day to getting up and, and seeing it. I haven't seen Armand Land and... And I've done the Kimberleys twice, and to me, it's like going to Antarctica. It's spellbounding. It wants, it pulls you back again. I've done it twice, and I'd go a third time. And that always, I says a lot about a destination. It's just mm. unique. And I think all these destinations that Outback Spirit are, are unique destinations if you're there on your bucket list. So, Brian, thanks for coming on. Brian McLaughlin no, there pleasure. from Outback Spirit Tour. As they say, it's a very spiritual journey. That's uh... absolutely, and you can, you know, you can do it and be looked after and spoilt, uh, you know, but. But, but be there and experience it. And well, I think that's the big thing. just some of these pictures because we're blessed to have the, the book in front of us. But looking down here, there's these huge, big skies. And it's it, for me to look at this, it's, it's a little bit of Fiji and Bali and Darwin and the outback kind of all rolled into one. That, Absol- that's what I, they look yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. And it's as gorgeous. I say, uh, Kimberley's have done twice. Uh, spectacular. The scenery is spectacular. And some of the things you see and do there, it just, you know, and again, I love being there at night as well when you see the open skies, skies, the big skies. You know, that's what people say, Europeans say to us all the time when they come out to Australia. They go, you have such big skies and such blue skies. And we, th- we just take it for granted, Jay. Oh, especially but here in South yeah, Australia. Yeah, you know, we're, we're just They're so lucky. Beautiful. We're so lucky. We're going to take a short yep. break. You're listening to Adelaide's 5AA Travel Talk with Phil Hoffman. Sail to the heart of landmark cities and picturesque villages with Phil Hoffman Travel and Seabourn, the world's finest ultra-luxury resort at sea. From complimentary bars and world-class dining to all-suite accommodation, Seabourn welcomes you to all-inclusive luxury cruising. Book a select 2022 or 23 voyage now for a complimentary two-category veranda suite upgrade and a 50% reduced deposit. Contact Phil Hoffman Travel today. Visit pht.com.au. Jade Robran on 1395 Adelaide's 5AA. And we're talking travel with Phil Hoffman from Phil Hoffman Travel. Phil, we touched on it just earlier in the show about uh, some cruise ships. They uh, sailed into Australia in Sydney Harbour, which is a great site for those that love cruising. Do you know when you ask the captains, which is the most one of the most uh, fascinating ports uh, to come into, harbours to come into? Oh, that's Sydney, Sydney, New York. Sydney puts right up the top there. Oh, you know, have to I, be. yeah, and I agree with you. The second one, New York, is uh, <laughs> something special as well. But yeah, Sydney have they all say is one of the top ones for sailing into. Well, talk to me about some uh, exciting news from Viking cruises. Well, Viking is bringing two ships down now to Australian waters coming in late twenty two. So they'll be sailing between Australia and New Zealand. We'll have P and O sailing out of Sydney. We'll have Princess sailing out of. 
of, of Queensland and so we've got some really sort of great stuff coming and happening and um, we've got Hawaii which has the Hawaiian cruises uh, with uh, NCO. I've done it once, yeah. I took, I took 85 people from South Australia from the advertiser group and we oh, had the wow. most fascinating time. Seven days cruising the uh, the islands of uh, Hawaii but you're overnight in each island, uh, Jade, and you stay so you can stay longer so you virtually have... Yeah, and, and you can go back into a dinner in, in one of the restaurants in you know Maui or Kauai or whatever uh, and so that's fascinating. You know, you've got your golf in every place you could play but some of the... Uh, some of the excursions you can do. I I took a bike where we went up the top of this volcano, extinct, you know, yeah. and we rode down. Well, I reckon I saw four seasons in one season coming, <laughs> in one one trip coming down. It was just fascinating. And and some of the places where they do the filming of, fil- you know, different films that oh, they've created there. It's just, so Hawaii offers everything. Mm. But what I loved is the fact that you're cruising and then you cruise at night, later, late, early, late in the evening. Oh, so you're active all day. Yeah, and you're active all day and you go, then you ride another island and then you're there but you haven't had to pack your bag and and catch a flight to the next place you know you're doing the islands and then i suggest as always people stay longer in hawaii and just in honolulu and Mm -hmm. spend some time there and drive around and do a bit of snorkeling and if you're a surfer well there's no better beaches than the north beach of of hawaii i can see you hanging yes (laughs) Uh, no i'm a bit past that now jay but (laughs) but it's certainly it's got everything and one of the things I, i i love the destination hawaii is the moment that you arrive in honolulu it's a bit like arriving in bali or Fiji, you go... I'm here. Yes. The shorts, the t-shirt, the thongs, or whatever. Thick with humidity, and and, and you just turn off, smiling. and you suddenly relax, and you go, mm. "This will do my mental health very, it's very good." <laughs> yeah, it's it's like taking medicine or something, but it's it's fantastic. And are uh, we talking uh, New Year's Eve already? We are. And look, I, I couldn't believe when I saw this. And so, one of the great experiences is to spend New Year somewhere special. And there's no more better than Sydney if you want just a close one by Sydney. Yeah, uh, you know, you see sometimes on the TV, you'll see New York, you'll see Paris, you'll see London, but Sydney ranks right up there. And so we've got a special package, including two nights at the Crown Plaza, Darling Harbour, daily breakfast, a New Year's Eve pre-Christmas, a pre-cruise cocktail function, and then a cruise on Sydney Harbour on New Year's Eve, and nothing is better than that. So, so that's a package. We just had our one of our groups come back seeing the uh, Phantom of the Opera uh, at the Sydney uh, Opera House, and uh, that they had a small package like this and they just said, wow, Sydney, you know, and it rained all day until about oh, four no. o'clock and then stopped. And it was the most perfect night for the, the production of, uh, you know, the Phantom of the it Opera. It is so, a great place and yeah, it's very easy to get around. Absolutely. So quick flights are there. And uh, as I said, we've got a lot coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks with launches of uh, sh- ships for 23, 24 programs. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on at the moment and, uh, you know, a lot of specials coming out. And as I said, the demand is certainly there at the moment for uh, 22, uh, especially in the second half of, of this year for Europe. Europe is really coming alive again and a lot of people are booking ahead. But but our big message at the moment is um, if you're co- coming in, we want you to make an appointment. It's not, it's not compulsory, but it just helps program our staff and you get that more time because you need time to think about where you want to do, what your budget is, and then we can prepare it properly for you. 
beautiful Phil thank you and you can head to Phil Hoffman travel website which is pht.com.au if you'd like to jump on and get some more info on everything we spoke about today sail to the heart of landmark cities and picturesque villages with Phil Hoffman travel and Seabourn the world's finest ultra luxury resort at sea from complimentary bars and world class dining to all suite accommodation Seabourn welcomes you to all inclusive luxury cruising book a select 2022 or 23 voyage now for a complimentary two category veranda suite upgrade and a 50% reduced deposit contact Phil Hoffman Travel today visit pht.com.au